What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back, everybody. This is the MLBFS Strategy Show from Oslo.com. We've got an eight-game slate to talk about. Well, eight games over on DraftKings, six on FanDuel and Yahoo. It's a Monday morning. Hopefully your NFL Sunday went well and you played some uh, MLB DFS over the weekend and NBA and there's NHL, Stanley Cup Finals, still a ton going on. And I'm joined by Terry McBride, T. McBee. What's up, man? How was the weekend? What on, pal? Weekend was pretty good to me. It was a nice little uh, NFL Sunday yesterday. Had uh, some nice uh, results, nice little win and uh, enjoyed the games. Took it pretty easy on Saturday and uh, lost a little bit in baseball. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to be able to uh, pay for my baseball habit with some football wins. There you go. It's always nice when you can, uh, you know, play for entertainment, some sports, cover your losses uh, with, with some other sports. Um, How about you? Yeah, no, it was okay for me uh, in terms of DFS. Like, normal life, can't complain. Um, but DFS didn't go as planned for NFL yesterday been close on showdown a couple times so i'll fire that back up tonight um i really like the single game for nfl maybe because i just have to pick less things correctly uh and i like playing multiple lineups so there's only six spots on dk there's five on fanduel um you know and i, I just get to root for the quarterback root for the onslaught and uh it makes it makes watching it pretty simple so i like i like playing the showdown uh, play the play the main slate because how can you not? Um, and then uh, I'll be playing a little bit of MLB as well tonight. Um, if you guys are looking to play some MLB tonight, look no further than Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. They've got some uh, MLB contests posted for tonight. One K to first in the fifteen dollar. Most important thing, um, even a lower management fee than normal over on Yahoo tonight. Not even the standard 12%. They're running it at 11.1% in the $15. 10 max, 150 bucks to max this out. $1,000 top prize, flatter payout structure, and then obviously the lower management fees. That's going to be very good for your long-term ROI. You can scroll through some of their other contests. They're $3, running at about 12% management fee. They're $1, 15 max, 12% right there. They've got NFL. Uh, they've got NBA. They've got everything going on at Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports, and they're making it easy for you to uh, enter multiple lineups as well with their CSP edit. A um, little tricky at first, but once you get it down, once you you play a couple slates, um, you'll realize it's not too difficult at all to CSP edit over on Yahoo. So go play over there. Less pros you're going to play against. You're going to get um, lower management fees, and uh, that's really awesome when you're trying to make a profit at DFS. See Eric in the chat. Good morning, gents. Good morning, Eric. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Terry, do you want to get into the games here? I suppose we could do that. We're All right. That, you know, whatever you want to do. You're yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We've got eight games. Uh, again, things are going to be a little bit different. Uh, we're just going to talk about all eight today because that's DraftKings is including everything. Yahoo is including the six games. They're going to start at uh, 7.05 Eastern, I believe, and then uh, FanDuel as well. So kind of a, a funky, funky slate here as we've had, um, you know, global pandemic going on. I don't know if you guys have heard. So the scheduling for everything is a little bit weird. But we're going to start with the Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays. 
no line quite yet for this game. I made a lineup um, that you're seeing on the screen. I said one plus 130, Matt Shoemaker on the mound for Toronto. We don't know who is going for the Yankees. Fangraphs has Michael King listed, but we're not sure entirely that he's going to be starting. So anyways, Shoemaker, 7,200 bucks. Um, I don't know if we're going to have interest in him. He's not a guy that popped off the page for me. I'm going to start running my crunches in the background. Alex just posted rankings and ownership if you're a premium member. And then we have top stack tool. Uh, the top stack tool is going to be unlocked today for everyone. So we can refer to uh, actual numbers for the top stack tool. But uh, what are you seeing for Shoemaker against the Yankees here, Terry? Uh, probably a lot of Yankees runs, I would think. That's about where we're at. Uh, the Yanks are just crushing the world right now uh, as far as uh, as far as the offense goes. I know they had a down day yesterday against the Red Sox that I don't think anybody saw because we were all watching football. But, uh, yeah, this team against Shoemaker in this spot, I definitely like the Yankees offense. Don't really need to get to too much shoe. Uh, as we were talking about before the show, uh, it was really not even on my radar that he's very much in the league anymore. Uh, so when he popped up last night, I didn't even have him on my sheet. I was uh, expecting Tanner Rourke, but uh, just looking at him, 25 and two-thirds innings this year, rise uh, 4.0 XFIP, not terrible, 46.4% ground ball rate. But he just, on StatCast, I mean, he's allowing a reasonable amount of hard contact, uh, and he just doesn't really have the strikeout stuff. Um, so not a pitcher I'm really looking to, and I think we can get into the Yankees offense to a uh, pretty good degree. Third in baseball with a 2-2-9 ISO against righties, uh, 130 WRC plus, only a 21.2 strikeout rate, pretty good for them, uh, and 11.7 walk rate. So, again, I think it's all about this Yankees offense in this game. Yeah, Yankees offense uh... – I mean, it doesn't look like they're going to be too popular outside of Stanton, who's 4,600 bucks, um, even though it's righty-righty. Like, how do you not look at Stanton and want to play him here against a uh, against a below-average uh, Matt Shoemaker? So um, that's really the only thing from an ownership standpoint I think you need to be worried about. But I'm fine playing an underpriced player if he's a good hitter, and Stanton is obviously that. So um, we'll see what the Yankees' implied total comes out as. We'll see what Alex's implied total says. Um, but I, I would believe it's going to be pretty healthy here over five runs against Matt Shoemaker and, and one of the highest uh, implied totals on the slate. So Yankees definitely up there as one of the best stacks on the night. If you're looking at the top stack tool, which again is free for today for everyone, they are right now the most undervalued uh, team on the slate. They have 6.3% ownership share and 13.3% uh, chance of being the top stack. That is number two in terms of top stack percentage um, and they're not getting their due in terms of uh, in terms of ownership. So uh, Jordan just told me as well that MLB rankings are, are going to be free today. Actually not the top stack tool. So I'm wrong on that. I think I got the days mixed up here. Let me see. Uh, anyways, we'll, we'll get that figured out, but uh, there you go. That's a freebie. Nonetheless, 13.3% top stack percentage for the Yanks, 6.3% ownership share. And that would uh, mean that they're pretty undervalued for today's slate. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to talk about Toronto bats just because uh, we don't know who's pitching for the Yanks, but are there any guys that jump off the page for you, Terry? So it depends. I mean, there's bats that I like in this lineup uh, in pretty much every matchup. Uh, I had written up Jordan Montgomery last night, but it looks like it's probably not going to be Monty now. If he is going, I do like some of the righty bats. I think we can get to, uh, you know, your uh, Randall Grichicks, your Lourdes Gurriels, Teoscar Hernandez, guys like that in here. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, and like a Bo Bichette, a Vlad Guerrero. But it might not be Monty. If it is Monty, too, he's uh, third in the league among pitchers with at least 30 innings and in inducing uh, soft contact. So he's pitching pretty well, limiting a lot of the power upside for teams. So I would be conservative with it anyway. Uh, it might also be Michael King, who is a righty, uh, who's made a few appearances for the Yanks this year. If it's King, I would probably be more inclined. Uh, he's 5.51 xFIP in his 24 innings, uh, 6.75 ERA. He's a decent level prospect, but not a guy who's really got it all together yet. So I'd probably be more inclined to lean into them a little bit more if it's the lesser pitcher who doesn't have that feature of just being ridiculous and inducing soft contact. Uh, that would probably be more upside there for, uh, for this team. And then just real quick on the Yankees side, like you were talking about, I think they're getting a lot of the uh, pricing effect from what we saw, like with the Braves last week, where they were just priced up. Some of the bats up top are really expensive with LeMahieu and Judge going 56, 57. 
But there's a lot of value in that lineup too. When you get down to like Glaber at 48 is a great deal. Hicks is pretty what fairly priced. Uh, and then Gio Urshela, 53, but nobody's on him down at the bottom. So there's a lot to do with that Yankees side too. Yeah, Yankees going to be uh, a staple of my lineups for sure. Um, looking at it right now, they're, they're coming up. I haven't ranked out all my lineups, but um, grading out very, very favorably. If you can figure out a way to fit them in, they're not – overly expensive but uh, a little difficult to get to the full stack and that usually presents a pretty good opportunity if you're if you're looking to play contrarian um in some of these large field tournaments let's move it on to the next game on the slate we've got the milwaukee brewers and the cincinnati reds brandon woodruff and luis castillo are your pitchers two guys with pretty solid uh k rates Uh, i was looking through on their fan graphs page uh, up near the top on today's slate, $8,700 for Woodruff, $9,800 for Castillo. Do you prefer one to the other? 3.6 uh, implied total for the Brewers, four for the Reds. Uh, if that changes your mind at all, both look like good options. Which one do you prefer, Terry? I would have to say Castillo, uh, just in a matchups perspective. But Castillo going up against this Brewers lineup, they are not good against right-handed pitching. Uh, so I think that would be the better spot. He's more expensive, but I'm happy to pay it here. Uh, I think he's a dynamite pitcher, and it's a really, really good look for him. Um, just taking a look here, the Brewers are 19th in baseball with a 159 ISO against righties. 87 WRC plus puts them 13% below average in creating runs. 25.7% strikeout rate, one of the worst in the split in baseball. So really, really good opportunity for him to put up a nice strikeout game. He's pitching great, 30% strikeout rate this year, uh, 59 in a third innings. He's got a 2.84 x fit to his 3.03 ERA, only allowed four home runs. Uh, he's throwing his sinker 23% of the time, 25% of the time his four-seamer, which sets up excellent swing and miss on his changeup, his four-seamer, and his slider. So just dominant, dominant pitcher. Uh, so I can definitely get to a lot of Castillo in this opportunity. The spot's not as good uh, for the matchup with Woodruff, but he's pitching probably equally well. Uh, he's excuse me, he's uh, limiting hard contact to just 28.1% among pitchers with at least 60 innings. That's sixth best in baseball this year. Uh, He's got a 0.98 home run per nine, inducing 13.4% swinging strikes, 48% ground ball rate. So he's pitching really well. The story's about the matchup. The the Reds are sixth best in baseball, the 204 ISO uh, in the split, 101 WRC plus. They do strike out 24.8% of the time. So he might be able to find some strikeouts here for sure. But it's a twelve. Uh, but they've got a twelve point three percent walk rate as well. So they get some opportunities, get on base, and if they go deep on them or if they drive a couple balls in the gaps, the score could add up pretty quick. I think both of these guys are reasonably priced if you're looking at DraftKings um, for the matchup. You know, Castillo a little bit more expensive, probably a little bit higher upside with the matchups that you detailed. Um, I'm not looking to target many of the bats here. Uh, looking over at their Yahoo pricing. Kind of crazy because Woodruff is seven dollars more than uh, Luis Castillo in the spot. Castillo's thirty bucks over on Yahoo. Uh, that's just a lock and load. I would imagine. Let's see if we go over to the ownership projections. He's right at the top or near it. Maybe this is a. Is this a lookup error? What? Uh, I don't see him in the ownership projections. Is there another Luis Castillo that's priced at thirty bucks or something? Oh, maybe. Uh, Trying to think if there's another Luis, Luis Castillo in the league that you'd be Let's pulling. See. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. I don't think his price came up on the show last. I know Woodruff was in the 30s. There were a couple really good yeah. uh, pitchers that were priced in the 30s. And then somebody who's not good was priced into the 40s, who uh, I, I can't quite remember. But, uh, yeah, there was there was some friendly pricing over on Yahoo today that I really liked. Yeah, let me – so I'm going actually into a contest right now. Uh, and I'm just going to see if I can find Castillo. Uh, oh, okay. So he, he this game's not on the Yahoo main slate. Okay, I got it. I got it. That oh. that's why I, I even said that off the top of the show. Um, so that this game is going to be cut off from the main slate. Unfortunately, you don't get to play thirty dollar Luis Castillo. Uh, but that would have been that would have been pretty fun over on DraftKings. He's priced reasonably uh, for the matchup and uh, on FanDuel, one of the more expensive options at 10-2. Woodruff only 8,200 on FanDuel. So I think both these guys are in play on both sites. Castillo going to be one of the more popular options on DK uh, and rightfully so. On FanDuel, I'd probably lean towards DeGrom, but you got to pay 1300 bucks more. Um, so if you can afford that, I would like to go to DeGrom, but uh, going to have Castillo 
on both sites here. Um, and again, I, I'm not really all that interested in the bats. I guess the one guy I, I might take against Castillo would be Yelich, but he's 5,300. You're not getting him priced at a discount at all. Uh, is there anyone you want to single out here or are you interested in any of the stacks? Jason asked me the same question on the early bird. I picked the same guy. <laughs> $5,300 Yelich would be the, the only Brewers bat I'm really interested in. Drawing 7% ownership, you can play that as a one-off if you've got the money mm-hmm. and, uh, and want to stick them in. But, yeah, outside of him, nothing really of interest in that, in that Brewers lineup today. All right. and then- What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And uh, we did get it sorted out uh, in the back end here. Uh, MLB rankings are going to be free today, but uh, keep your eye out for the top stack tool. Maybe later in the week, uh, we unlock that every once in a while. So you get the MLB rankings today. You can see who the top values are, see who Alex's top raw point projections are. And uh, if you, you take a mixture of some top values and some of the top raw point plays that aren't great values, um, you're probably going to end up on some pretty good tournament lineups, assuming you are stacking. Let's hey, go to filter by teams and uh, kind of piece together in your head what the top stacks tool would look like. It's not that much of a leap to be able to do that. And- yeah, but you got to do more work. Like it's with the top stack tool, you don't have to do any work. That's that's why it's the best tool. Yeah, um, I like that thing. But uh, I like the uh, the rankings too because you get Alex's uh, run totals because Alex has his unique yeah. run totals that are a little bit different than some of the other ones. So I use those. I always put those in my sheet. So that's a, another key piece of the puzzle for me. Yeah, and one thing that Alex does with his implied totals. Uh, is you're going to get more weight to like the opposing team in Coors because they're going to get the guaranteed nine at bats. Um, and, and there was a debate for a long time about whether or not that matters. But I've heard Alex say on multiple shows that that actually does matter. Um, and so if Alex says that and he's the number one player at DFS, he's coming up with all these amazing tools, uh, you know, that kind of settles that argument. So let's go to the Cubs and the Pittsburgh Pirates. We've got John Lester and JT Brubaker on the mound. 4.7 implied total for the Cubs, 3.9 for the Pirates. Do you have interest in either of these pitchers here? Um, in Pittsburgh, looks like the weather's going to be pretty cool, 60 degrees around game time. Uh, am I getting you on either of these guys? I'm going to be hating myself come, uh, I don't know, 9, 10 o'clock. Lester. Not a Lester. Oh, man. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Uh, so, so is it is it just a matchup against Pittsburgh? Yeah, yeah. Lester's a guy who's burned me so many times. I I do not trust him. Uh, but it's all about this matchup. Uh, and this matchup is the one that he got nailed in and uh, cost me in uh, the last time out, or, or maybe two starts ago. Uh, it was against these same Pirates. But I'm gonna go right back to it. 24th in baseball with a 151 ISO. Uh, they do have a 104 WRC plus, 22.8 percent strikeout rate. Not totally egregious, but. They're just, they're not a good lineup. And I, with, when the lineup is that bereft of power, even if they're getting on base against a guy like this, who is pretty good at limiting the random home run he is pretty good at keeping the ball on the ground. Most of the time doesn't strike out a ton of guys. He's not a strikeout pitcher. So their ability to limit the strikeouts to a degree won't really impact him. I'm just hoping Lester can get by in this one. 7,700. He makes a reasonable SP two for me. Um, and again, it's all about just attacking this Pittsburgh lineup that I don't think is very good. Yeah. I think Lester, so he's a guy I've always had an issue with, uh, at least the last few years because he gets priced way up. Um, like he's, you know, borderline stud and here he's not priced up. He's got a good matchup. You know, the K rate has fallen off a cliff, um, this season, 17%. I mean, he, I, I want to say he was up around 23 or so, like closer to average, um last season this season he's not getting the swings and misses um but he does get uh, he does do a decent job of limiting the uh the quality contact against him uh despite his 7.4 percent swinging strike rate so um i could see him having a pretty decent start here i still think he's probably like he's priced pretty fairly for the spot if he was 9k i would just look somewhere else but 7700 on a two-pitcher site where 
I don't think we're very excited about uh, our options uh, outside of the top couple of guys, maybe Woodruff, Castillo, and uh, uh, DeGrom, who we'll talk about in a bit. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to end up mixing in some Lester, and uh, I'll be hating myself just like Terry uh, come, what is this, 7.05 Eastern, probably around the first, you know, 7.15 or so. Uh, yeah, it, it's never fun to play this guy, but – here we are. Got to yeah. play the cards you dealt. There's just not a lot of good options on this slate either. It's just an ugly pitching slate. So, uh, yeah, I, I think he's definitely going to be in play for that. Yeah. Uh, Brubaker on the other side, not getting much ownership. Uh, looking at where we have him projected. Uh, yeah, it's – man, he actually does project pretty well. So, I'm wondering why he's not getting any ownership at all. Um like we haven't projected for 15 points. Is that what you're seeing as well, Terry? 15 uh, on Alex's and for 6,800, that would be pretty, pretty solid. Uh, so Brubaker wasn't a guy that I, I had my eye on when I first looked through everything. Um, but now that Alex's projections did drop, um, maybe maybe he's seen something in him. Uh, so pulling him up, I mean, 23% K rate on the season for Brubaker. I'm assuming if he's... Um, projected for 15 fantasy points that means that uh we think that he could go close to a full start i mean he's gone five or so innings in his recent starts he's gotten double digit swinging strike rates in each of his last three outings uh pretty quality chase rate as well um so maybe this is a guy that you know i shouldn't just uh turn a shoulder to maybe he's a guy we should be looking at a little bit are you interested at all in brubaker i think yeah, based on that, I wasn't expecting him to uh, project like that for Alex either, but uh, he was a guy that was on my list to, you know, let's see what Alex thinks of him. So, yeah, he's ranking uh, pretty well on the top starters tool there. At 6,800, that definitely puts him in play on DK, uh, just based on Alex's numbers and uh, and how that goes. I wasn't getting as good a projection on him uh, for, for my numbers, but it's a reasonable enough one that I can kind of see where Alex is coming from, I guess. Just looking through what he's done, 35 and two-thirds innings. He's only allowed four home runs, 416 XFIP to his 479 ERA. Uh, he's got a good out pitch to both hands, which I always like to see in a young pitcher. Uh, throws 34% sinkers, induces 44% ground balls. Was a 50-plus percent ground ball guy in the minors, so he's good at keeping the ball on the ground. Uh, this Cubby's lineup frightens me, though. I mean, uh, they're, they're pretty good in the split. 180 ISO is decent, 99 WRC plus right on league average. They do strike out a fair amount, 25.3% of the time. Uh, so I know Alex likes to look for those strikeouts and the good strikeout matchup in his model. So he's probably seeing a decent strikeout total here. I think for the money, for that price, we can definitely get to Brubaker here. Yeah, for sure. So uh, as you saw, we were, we were a little bit surprised in Alex's uh, projection for him. I'm assuming he's an A value on the rankings. You guys can get those for free today. Check those out for yourself. Those will get updated throughout the day as projections get updated. Um, and that's part of our uh, weekly express tool for MLB. If you want to continue getting those rankings, I believe it's just three ninety five per week. If you guys want to try that out. Um, yeah. So I, I guess the Cubs have a 4.7 implied total against Brubaker. Not, not the greatest total, but uh, it looks like we'll be playing some Brubaker uh, uncovering some things on stream. Uh, that's, that's what the MLB strategy show is all about, but we do have some pretty cheap Cubs. Uh, if you're looking at DraftKings pricing, I haven't looked at them in the top stack tool specifically. I'm assuming they're probably getting more ownership than they deserve. Uh, but with that being said, do you like Cubs bats against Brubaker, even though we're interested in them? I do. Yeah. And that's important to note. Uh, and I mentioned it on the early bird last night when we talk about these pitchers that are like, yeah, kind of maybe sort of mix them in good price play. That does not mean don't play the bats on the other side. Uh, and that's definitely the case here. Uh, I can get into a lot of these cheap Cubs bats. I, I'm a big fan of Ian Happ off the top. Happ for under 4,500 is great. Rizzo at 41, Brian at 4,000, Schwarber at 4,000. That's all those guys are way too cheap. That's a discounted team for sure. And the ownership is is heavy on those guys, but overall it's not tragic. You can go down, mix in a Jason Hayward who's only 4% owned, mix in a Javi Baez at 2.4% owned, only 5,000. He's hitting later in the lineup, but still, you can get a great, great bat at shortstop and you know help your ownership, help your construction there. So I think there's a lot of good things you can do with this, uh, with this Cubbies team here. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely be rolling some of them out. 
and they don't look uh, just going by the top stacks on DraftKings right now. It's it's a little high, but it's not like crazy broken. Yeah. And for their pricing, that's uh, that's not as high as I thought it would get. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. And one way I like to look at the top stack tool is like, all right, if you've got a top, a high top stack percentage and a high ownership, if you have a top value too, I'm at least more likely to play um, because then you're leaving yourself, you're leaving your options open when you're playing a cheap team like this um, to, you know, if you want to do like a five man cup stack and then go one, one, one and get three quality hitters and, and just try to home run hunt. Um, so if it's an expensive team, that's also over owned, then I'm more likely to just go elsewhere because you're going to end up putting yourself in one kind of line of construction that a lot of people are going to have, but it looks like people are going to spend up on pitching tonight. A um, couple of really good options at the top and uh, maybe some JT Brubaker and probably some Cubs stacks on the other side with the, my MME lineups here. Anything else left in this game before we move it on to Miami and Atlanta? I think we hit all the key points. I would say, you know, maybe if you're rolling a bunch of Lester, maybe you pick off a couple pirate stacks just to have them, uh, you know, throw a yeah. couple in there, but it's not something I would go haywire with. They're super cheap. Uh, you know, grab a, uh, grab some of the obvious names off the top, the Brian Reynolds, Brian Hayes, Callum Moran, Josh Brell, maybe a Greg Polanco. Nobody, uh, nobody too, no need to go too deep into it and uh, go too haywire with it though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's go to Miami and Atlanta then 4.2 implied total for the Marlins, the surprising Marlins. Have you checked out the standings recently? I always, that, that's always something I like to talk uh, with about everyone, uh, or talk about with everyone, uh, that I do these shows with, because, you know, you start playing DFS, you're playing every day. And especially this season with how crazy it's been, how many games they're jamming in and, you know, a week's time. Uh, and I forget to actually check what's what's going on and which teams have something to play for. And the Marlins actually do. Uh, so here we are, 45 or so games in to the season, um, winding down, and, and they're fighting for a playoff spot, which is kind of wild. So they're at 4.2 implied runs. Uh, Atlanta's at 5.4. Uh, are you a believer in these Marlins against Enoa and then Rogers going for uh, for the Marlins? I tell you what, they're they're frisky. They they've been in play uh, a little bit this year, more so than uh, normal. And this isn't a totally dead in the water lineup like we've seen from this team in years past. They they put some decent hitters in here. Uh, a couple of the kids are up now, so you've got Jazz Chisholm in the lineup uh, is up. Uh, he's been producing decently. Uh, he's drawing a little bit of ownership because he's very cheap. Uh, so I like getting him in when he's been in the lineup. And then a guy like Corey Dickerson, quality lefty in there. Uh, Starlin Marte, we know about him. And you've got some quality role player-ish type guys with Matt Joyce, with Brian Anderson, Garrett Cooper. Those guys have some upside, have some home run power. So it's not a terrible lineup, uh, surprisingly. And I'm with you. It's, it's, I kind of stopped paying attention to some of the standings, maybe outside of the AL East and, uh, you know, just watching baseball. And, yeah, it's, that kind of snuck up on me that they're uh, – that they're in the hunt and they're doing so well. So I think we can get to some of them against Enoa here. Uh, he's a middling type prospect. He's the Braves, I think, 11th uh, organizational prospect. Decent stuff. Uh, he was a mid-20s to 30% strikeout guy in the minors, induces 10.2% uh, swinging strikes in this show, but that's only over 18 and two-thirds innings. It's not a very big sample. Uh, in that same sample, he's walked 14% of the hitters he's faced. So he's a kid who just doesn't really have it all together yet, I don't think. Uh, good whiff on his slider. Uh, it's basically a, a slider and a four-seamer, two-pitch mix. Uh, the Marlins overall, the numbers don't look quite as good as maybe I was just raving about their 27th in baseball with a 140 ISO in the split. Uh, the 90, 95 WRC plus though shows some of the quality we're just talking about. You would expect with a team that bereft of power to have a much worse WRC plus. So they're able to create runs, manufacture things, make things happen. Yeah. Playing a little small ball this season, a little throwback team um, for the 60 game sprint. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't mind getting to some of the Marlins, but they would be more of a two man and three man stack just because of some of their pricing uh, Marte not included in that at 5,600, but the rest of these guys, I, I guess Anderson as well, a little bit expensive, but uh, like if you want to go Aguilar or Matt Joyce uh, or Dickerson leading off, I kind of like those guys as two men or, or one-offs uh, against Enoa. Enoa is not a guy I, I think I'm going to end up playing a ton. Uh, I'd rather get up to Brubaker a little bit more. Like this isn't a Coors slate. You don't necessarily need the $1,200 from, Enoa or from Brubaker down to Enoa. Um, 
he's an okay option just because he's not getting owned at all. And $5,600 against a, still a below average offense, the 95 WRC plus, um, and a, a pretty decent K rate against righties over 24%. You could see how, how things could go well for Enoa here, but um, maybe, maybe you get over the field on him because he's not getting owned at all, but I, I don't see playing more than double digits of Enoa against this Marlins team. What about Rogers on the other side? Uh, Atlanta, the let's see, second highest implied total on this slate. Uh, lefty Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Going into Atlanta here, uh, pretty scary lineup. Where do the Braves stack up for you in terms of uh, the best teams to uh, to stack tonight? Yeah, that would be the list that they'd be on for sure. Uh, I wrote them up again last night. They're a team that uh, I get to quite a bit. Uh, they're going a little bit under owned. The ownership is catching up on them uh, again. Um, last week, they were just in a great spot all week long because of the pricing. Nobody was going to this team, and they crushed a couple different times. I really like the upside play here for the Braves. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be getting to much Rogers. He is a good prospect, uh, decent lefty, and uh, doesn't cost, well, 8000 is a bit pricey for him for where he's at in his career on uh, on DK. 72 is the, the FanDuel price. I wouldn't roll him out on the one-pitcher site, but I would like him better at that price. Uh, but overall, I think it's just all about the Braves. If you go back to the start of last year, since the start of 2019, fifth in baseball with a 209 ISO, uh, 103 WRC plus is above average, 23.7% strikeout right there. So there's some strikeouts, not a crazy, crazy amount in there for Rogers, but uh, I just think these Braves are going to smash. And some of the ISO numbers for uh, some of these hitters uh, in the split are just absurd this year. It's, they haven't faced a lot of lefties, but like Ozuna, I think his ISO was like 450 or something like that for this season. Like it's just, it's bananas how these, uh, how some of these hitters are smoking left-handed pitching. Uh, and it's the guys on both sides of the plate. So like Freddie Freeman, he comes down a little bit in his splits, but he's Freddie Freeman. I don't have a problem rolling him out against a young lefty like this. And then just they're loaded with righties. Albies is a switch hitter. Uh, so yeah, I can stack this team pretty much from top to bottom today. Yeah. Uh, Braves look like one of the best stacks of the night, if not the best um, against Rogers here. Like the, the team numbers actually aren't all that spectacular. If you look at just the active roster versus lefties, um, but you go through each one of these guys can hit lefties well. Yeah. Uh, so maybe just a, a matter of a short sample. I don't know that the Rogers is going to be the guy to make, to um, miss a bunch of bats here against the Braves. So I, I agree with the total uh, looks phenomenal. Um, not getting over owned. So they're kind of checking a lot of boxes tonight, these Braves. So I'd love to get to them as um, my highest exposed stack if I could. Anything else before we move on? Second half of the slate here. Uh, I think we hit it. Uh, just going back to that Marlins lineup, another guy I like to look for. I mentioned Jazz Chisholm. If uh, Isan Diaz is in the lineup down the bottom there, they make a nice little duo at the bottom of that lineup. So that's all. Two high-end prospects. I like it. I like it. All right, second half of the slate. Four more games remaining. We are perfectly on track. Coming up after this, we have the NFL Strategy Show. I think one of my favorite shows of the week uh, I really like, obviously I, I like Josh Lothie and Adam, um, but uh, you don't get to hear Josh and Adam talk about NFL too much. I know Josh does live before lock. So they're, they're going to be talking about just recapping DFS uh, for week two. Obviously not week two is not quite over yet. We do have showdown. We've got a bunch of showdown free content and all that stuff as you guys are aware of also uh, Osmo's top plays and everything for tonight's game. Um, but I just want to hear them talk 
you know, what was their process for the week? Did it work out for them? Uh, just kind of be realistic about uh, expectations in DFS. Um, it's, it's good for your mental health. The show is good for your mental health. You can grind DFS day in and day out because, uh, you know, you can't win every week and you got to remember that. Um, so that's coming on at 11 a.m. Eastern. That'll be right. Uh, that'll be on right after us. So go give them a watch. Tampa Bay and the New York Mets. We've got Pete Fairbanks going up against Jacob deGrom. The main event for tonight, 10-5 on DraftKings. Seems a little bit underpriced. Uh, from what I'm looking at, pretty good matchup as well. The three implied total says it all. Uh, I guess I ask you this about a couple guys every slate, but is there any reason to get off of deGrom here at 10-5? And maybe if he gets stuck in traffic on his way to the ballpark or something, but other than that, no. That's, uh, yeah, I am all over deGrom uh, in that spot. Uh, I'm surprised. I didn't realize the total had gone up to to, uh, to three. I had it at 2-9 from last night. So, yeah, these Rays – it's a good lineup. I mean, they're, they're not a bad team by any means, um, but they, uh, let's see, 186 ISO, 107 WRC plus in the split, but they strike out 25.6% of the time. Uh, they induce, uh, they get draw 10.6% walks against righties, but those righties aren't all Jake DeGrom that they're doing that against. So I expect him to fire through this lineup, strike out a bunch of rays tonight. Uh, I, I do not foresee him having any problems with this team. Uh, so fire away. No, uh, no hesitation on DeGrom whatsoever. And then I think this is going to be pretty quick. What do you think about the, uh, the Mets bats here? Just a 4.1 implied total. Weather is very cool. Uh, kind of all around. I mean, we're getting into the end of September here. Um, 60 degrees in New York. Uh, I guess they're getting a bunch of lefties against Fairbanks, but I don't know what's going to happen after Fairbanks uh, comes in here. Anything you're interested in on the, the Mets side? Yeah, you know, just looking at their pricing, they're not too expensive. And this is a team that I do like. I think they're a pretty capable offense, uh, and it doesn't look like anybody's really going to them. So uh, I'm going to take a look at that a little bit through the day. I mean, I really like getting to Nimmo, Conforto, uh, J.D. Davis, Dom Smith, Pete Alonzo as a stack, work Jeff McNeil in there, uh, just you know, kind of in a vacuum that's a stack I like to get to. Uh, I think those are all very capable hitters. I love what Nimmo and Conforto can do setting the table, getting on base. So against a guy, uh, Fairbanks, I think, is going to go like two, three innings. Uh, he's kind of a bullpen arm type of profile, uh, really high-end fastball and a slider, and that's about it. So he could come in, take the top off of this offense for two innings and limit what their upside looks like, or he could come in and, and get pounded and then they get into the bullpen and, uh, and keep on rolling. Uh, my money would probably be on the latter situation if I had to bet on it. So I think I can get to some of these Mets uh, and if their popularity doesn't come up through the day, I'll keep an eye on what Alex thinks, of course, in the top stacks tool. But uh, yeah, they're, they're one of those kind of teams that I like to hunt for where their, uh, their ownership is trending at like a quarter of uh, what their top, uh, what their probability of success looks like, even though they're not you know, necessarily near the top of the board. So yeah. that's a thing to keep an eye on. For sure. Uh, I didn't even realize they were gritting out so well in the top stacks tool. So um, teams like that get a bump for me. Uh, and I try to take out biases as much as possible. I just I hate targeting these uh, just against the Rays the last couple of years uh, since they started these opener long reliever games. I just feel like they, they never get there uh, against and the team. The, the implied tools are always lower when that happens um, just because you face a guy for a couple of innings. Then you get another guy for a couple of innings or, or three, four innings. And then, you know, you're all of a sudden it's the sixth inning and uh, you've manufactured like a run or two. Um, but it's still, you know, we have implied tolls for a reason. 4.1 isn't the worst in the world, especially on this slate, especially with the cool weather. Um, and we've got a couple games where I don't know that we're going to love anything on either side, uh, coming up, but, uh, yeah, I, I do like what you said. I mean, you've got some good hitters in this lineup and, uh, Alonzo is your six hitter at 4,500, I guess, pretty decent prices on all these guys, all things considered. Uh, let's move it on to St. Louis and Kansas City. Uh, 5.6 implied total for the Cardinals, four for the Royals. Adam Wainwright and Carlos Hernandez on the mound. Uh, I had to double check this Wainwright price. 9,500 for him here against uh, against KC. I know it's a low implied total. He is a minus 185 favorite right now. Uh, 
But I, I can't justify that when you can pay a thousand more for DeGrom, you can pay a few hundred dollars more for Castillo. You can pay less for Woodruff. Uh, I don't know. Am I, am I crazy here for just disregarding Adam Wainwright? No, you're not. Um, I did a nice little like two minute monologue uh, talking about how well Wayne was pitching and how like, yeah, wow, I'm surprised we could get to him here. It's, it's kind of a good spot, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Jason let me talk and talk on the early bird last night when I was finished. He said, so even at 9,500, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that's a misprice. That's a mistake. I know he's pitching well this year, but it's just, it's, he's not that guy. And, and compare comparatively on the slate, when you can get the other pitchers at, at similar prices, there's just no need to go to him. Uh, I I'm glad he's pitching. Well, he's a guy I like, uh, he's doing it with increased spin to his curveball. He, he already had a ridiculous curveball, one of the best in, in baseball of his generation. Uh, he added some significant amount of spin to it and he's weaponized it. He's throwing it a little bit more uh, and he's taking his uh, swing and miss on that pitch specifically up. Uh, so he's actually inducing the highest swinging strike rate of his career at 11%, <laughs> but he's also getting very lucky. Uh, he's got a two, two, eight bad against. Uh, so just be- balls on balls in player getting hit at guys. Uh, he's benefiting some, from some luck and from some defense. So I just don't trust it. He could have a decent start. The Royals are 23rd in baseball with a 151 ISO 89 WRC plus puts him 11% below average 24.7% strikeout rate. So there's the numbers are there for him to have an okay start. I just don't want to pay for it. I do not want to pay the most Adam Wainwright has cost in probably three years yeah. on this. Day. Yeah. I mean, you look at his results and he's had a couple really nice starts and they had a complete game uh, with nine strikeouts and allowed two earned runs. So, but I think like anything short of that in terms of like uh, his non 99th percentile outcomes, I don't think you're worried about like not having him here. Um, so I don't know that you need to like, I don't know that you need to X him out. Uh, but this would be a guy that if I was getting to like five or 6%, uh, I, I might just end up Xing him out. And I try to avoid doing that in MLB, but um, you've got two quality options around him in Castillo and DeGrom, um, I guess for Wainwright to be like the guy you need, not only does he have to pitch really well and probably go like seven innings with six or seven strikeouts and allow, you know, one or, or zero runs, but you also need DeGrom and Castillo and Woodruff to all fail. And I just don't think that that's a very likely outcome. So capped upside, high price, uh, not usually good combo. Plus, you know, there's just way better options on the slate guys with 30% K rates instead of 21% K rates like, uh, like Wainwright. So, um, you know, if he was 7,500, if he was in this Lester range, yeah, I would be all for it. But, um, that's when I was talking about him last night, that was what I was expecting to see when I clicked over to the price and you know, that just made sense and he would be firmly in play in that price, but you hit it on the head. You don't want to have Adam Wainwright, even if he's putting up an okay start, give up three runs, strike out five or something like that. You don't want to have that in your lineup for 9,500 when Castillo's putting up a, a dominant 30-point DraftKings start for 9,800. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah, for sure. We're in agreement there. Uh, Cardinals, highest implied total on the slate, 5.6 runs. Uh, it's not even that warm in KC Coffin Stadium. Um, but against Hernandez, uh, they're pretty cheap. Outside of Goldschmidt at 5,300. You got Edmund at 4,700, Colton Wong, 4,200, probably leading off Brad Miller, 47, uh, Matt Carpenter, Paul DeJong, mid fours, uh, catcher under 4k and Yachty Molina. Um, so this stack comes together pretty nicely. Uh, I guess the one thing you're concerned about is, uh, them being overowned. Are you concerned about that at all, Terry? Yeah, that's, that's the one thing uh, I was expecting him to be a little bit chalky, but maybe not uh, quite this popular. Uh, when I was writing him up last night, I really like the spot but those prices are going to render them very, very popular. So maybe you can weave in and out a little bit, you know, grab a Goldschmidt under 10%, uh, circle down and include a Carpenter, even though he's struggling, he's only going to be around 3%. And then you can kind of put the other pieces together with the young and uh, with Tommy Edmond, uh, maybe Colton Wong off the top. I prefer Tyler O'Neill down the bottom with his power upside, but he's going to be around 20% owned. Uh, so there's a lot of pieces of that lineup I like. I like the matchup going up against Hernandez. He's a rookie, uh, 15.8% strikeout rate in his nine and a third inning sample. He was around a 25% strikeout guy in the minors, but that was all in uh, below, in high A or lower. Uh, only 8.8% swinging strikes in that tiny sample in the show. So he's another guy I just don't think he's fully cooked yet. Uh, would not be pitching in the show in a normal year. They're just 
getting him some innings because they can and because minor league baseball doesn't exist right now. Um, the cards have struggled a little bit in uh, the power department against righties, but their run creation is only 5% below average in the split. And they've just had a weird year with all those missed games and everything. So it's a little tough to quantify their numbers. I think this lineup is better than their uh, overall stat line for the season kind of shows. Uh, and I think that uh, it's definitely a team that I want to figure out how to get to and the right way to deploy them. Um, I'm hoping the ownership comes down, honestly, because I really did want to put some of these guys in my lineup. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's going to be the thing with them. Cheap stack. They're, they're going to be popular. Uh, you can play them and figure out ways to get a little bit weird with your secondary stack or your one-offs. Just take some low-owned, high-upside guys. Um, but I wanted to mention on Yahoo just how valuable uh, these Cardinals are. Um, if you look at the top stacks tool, 25% chance of being the top value. That That's about as high as you're going to see on a six-game slate. Um, and you look, you go through their prices. You've got three guys at 16 bucks, Edmund Goldschmidt and Brad Miller. Those are the highest price guys on the slate for Yahoo. Colton Long, $11 leading off Matt Carpenter, $8, Yadi Molina, $8, O'Neill, nine, Carlson, seven. I mean, they're just dirt cheap over on Yahoo. So, uh, this is the reason to play on multiple sites. Um, you know, there's CSV edits. You could just put in 10 Cardinal stacks. If you wanted to, uh, if you wanted to go all in on them and upload them super quick over on Yahoo. So um, you're going to want to shop around, you know, play Cardinals over on Yahoo. If you can figure out ways to get a little bit different, plus you can six man stack on Yahoo. So um, just play all the cheap guys, a couple studs and uh, you know, get weird with your last two, uh, your last two slots there. Houston and Seattle, a couple more to go. We've got a 4.4 implied total for the Astros, 3.7 for the Mariners. Lance McCullers on the mound against Marco Gonzalez. I think if you put Lance McCullers here at 8,300 against Seattle uh, a year ago, uh, he's probably the chalk pitcher on the slate. Um, I mean, he he's really struggled this season. 21% K rate. Uh, I mean, what's going on with him, Terry? Can we play him here? He's coming off a pretty good start. Um, let's see what he had in his last one. Seven innings, eight Ks. By far his best start of the season. Uh, started off very poorly. Um, but is he putting something together here? Uh, I don't know what to do with this guy. He's been all over the place. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky spot just given that. Um, Matchup-wise and price-wise, though, I think he's going to be pretty firmly in play for me. Uh, I was expecting him to be a little bit more popular based on the matchup and based on just kind of we talked about it. There's not a lot of great pitching options, uh, and he's down in uh, he's down in that 8,300 price range. So I like him there. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, as, a, as compared to, like, Woodruff, who I also like, he's only going about half of what Woodruff is getting uh, as far as ownership. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong line. So he's, he's going uh, a decent amount under uh, what Woodruff is getting. So I think he's definitely in play there. But, yeah, the struggles with the strikeout are concerning. Uh, his swinging strikes are down. Uh, they're at uh, 11%, which is still above average, but it's down. He was like 12%, 13% previously. Uh, and I couldn't put my finger on it. I was looking through some of his stuff with his, uh, with his pitch mix and uh, with what he's doing. Couldn't really put my finger on a, a discernible change that he's made uh, or something that he's suffering from. So I think maybe it's a little bit of happenstance in there, maybe a little bit of short sample uh, overall three, nine, four X fit to his four, eight, seven ERA. So there's a little bit of bad luck baked in there. Um, so I think against this lineup, 24th in baseball with a 151 ISO, uh, they do create runs uh, again, another wacky team that way, 108 WRC plus against righties. So they're 8% better at uh, making things happen somehow. 23.6% strikeouts. So I think there's some K's there for him. I think he can keep this team down. It's not usually a team I really sweat. Uh, so I think we see the quality side of McCullers here and uh, at, the, at a limited-ish kind of ownership, I think I can get him in. Yeah, and, and this is a spot where I think I'm on the same page with you. Um, you look at the strikeout rate, it's not good, but he did have like, he's had a few miserable starts this season. He just had a nice one uh, in his last outing. So maybe he's starting to put together a string of, of uh, some quality starts. And I think if he goes out and smashes again, this is probably the last time you're going to get him not at chalk in this 8K range um, if his price doesn't catch up to him. So he still showed, like, he does have the upside. Uh, this is a way different situation than Adam Wainwright. Like, Wainwright's never been I – mean, recently he hasn't been a high strikeout guy. McCullers is coming off an injury, missed all of last season. 
Um, he was at almost 27% strikeout rate uh, in 2018. He was at basically 26, 2017. So uh, maybe some positive regression with the strikeouts, but uh, still, still a little bit concerned with McCullers. I think here, as long as his ownership stays intact um, around the 20 ish percent range on DK, uh, I'm willing to roll out a, a bunch of McCullers in this matchup, despite uh, Seattle being a little bit pesky. Um, what about Marco Gonzalez, 7,600 going up against these Astros? I mean, you talk about a stacked lineup, uh, one through seven, really, for these Astros. Righty, lefty, it doesn't really matter. But uh, are, are you looking to get to any Marco here? No, uh, I, I don't think so. I mean, I'll, when I say no, I'll allow him in, uh, you know, it's like a 10% cap maybe in my crunch, and then I'll, I'll deploy less than that in what I actually play. Uh, he's pitching well. Yeah, he's another one of those Seattle pitchers who added a cutter into his mix this year, and uh, they're just doing that organizationally. The whole staff has been limiting power. Uh, he's uh, allowed five home runs in his 56 and two-thirds innings, 411 XFIP to his 349 ERA. So he's got a little bit of good luck baked into his stats, but still very, very good. 8.8% uh, swinging strike rate, though, a uh, little concerning. 20.4% soft contact rate is pretty good with his sinker cutter mix. But the story is that Astros lineup. Uh, you said it; they're top to bottom good uh, against both hands, but against lefties, first in baseball with a 228 ISO. They've got a 129 WRC plus, so 29% better than the average of creating runs uh, in the split, and they only strike out 16.6% of the time against lefties. That's a killer, killer spot. A uh, really challenging spot for Marco. So I think I'm much, much more on the Astros side of things uh, as far as rolling out some of these stacks and uh, hoping for the best against a pitcher who has been pretty good this year. Yeah. Top pitcher tool does like Marco in that he's not getting the ownership he deserves for being like on a two pitcher site. Um, but man, I just like, if I was hand building, there's no way I would get to Marco against this Astros lineup, but sometimes that's why it's nice to build with an optimizer um, and grade, you know, you grade the lineup out in its entirety. If you're playing a super chalky lineup, um, instead of putting in like McCullers, I guess on the, they're in a similar price range, you just throw in Marco as a way to differentiate, um, because there's going to be an ownership gap between those guys uh, is McCullers 10 times likely to, uh, outperform Marco Gonzalez. No, like no pitcher is really. Um, so from that standpoint, I suppose there's a reason to get to some Marco. Um, man, I, I'm like you, though. I don't think I could get to him more than a few lineups, a few sprinkles here just to be different. So, right. so, you're, being, so you're, you're being dangled off a building by your ankles uh, by a supervillain, and he says you have to pick one of these guys. you got to get it right or I let go. Do you play John Lester at 7,700 and 10% ownership against the Pirates, or do you play Marco Gonzalez at 76 against the Astros and 2% ownership? Uh, if I just have to be right one time, I, I would play Lester. Uh, if I had to be right over a sample, like a hundred games, I'd probably play Gonzalez every time. Cause <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You know, like the, the difference there, because like, if you're just playing one slate, uh, Lester has a better chance of working out, but uh, if you're playing a bunch of slates and you get penalized when you're wrong, um, like you're going to be wrong more than what the ownership indicates here. Uh, like Lester isn't three times as likely to uh, outscore Gonzalez, um, but his ownership says that he is. Um, and so those are the, the edges that you can realize in MLB DFS over a sample of 100 slates or 200 slates. And that's the reason that Alex has made a killing playing MLB. I think it's his best sport. Yeah. Um, he's had a, multiple 100K wins this season. Uh, he's going to next season and, you know, five seasons from now, I'm sure. Um, but those are things that you want to think about rather than just who do I pick? So those are things we're trying to, to teach you guys. Um, if you're new to DFS, if you're not new, you know, all this stuff. Um, but important things to think about when you, when you talk about ownership and that's why the ownership projections and the top stack tool and the player projections, um, matter so much before we get to the last game of the night, if you guys could all 140 of you you could hit the like button. I know that's a little unrealistic, but maybe we could get to uh, 50 or 60 likes uh, by the time this game is over. We appreciate you guys watching. Again, tune into the NFL Strategy Show. It's coming on in about seven minutes. So this is going to be perfect timing. Eight-game slate, and uh, let's close it out with Colorado. San Francisco, 3.9 implied total for the Rockies, 4.1 
for the Giants. Giants are slight favorites here. Marquez and Cueto on the mound. Do you like either pitcher here? We've got some low implied totals, but uh, either of these guys piquing your interest? I could probably work with some Marquez. Uh, he's a pitcher I don't mind getting to. Uh, oddly, I actually prefer him when he's pitching at Coors, and uh, he seems to prefer pitching at Coors uh, a little bit this year at least. Uh, on the road this year, 414 x fit at home, 367. So he's pitching really well at Coors. Uh, but I think we can get to him here uh, against this lineup. They're good. They've been performing well against righties. 10th in baseball, 183 ISO uh, and a 113 WRC+. plus. 23.2% strikeout rate and only 7.8% walk though. So I think he can limit the opportunities. I think he can put up some good strikeout uh, numbers here. Uh, overall, 23.9% strikeout rate against righties, 19.7 against lefties for Marquez, 12.3% swinging strikes, uh, decent whiff on his curveball and his slider, uh, curveball to both hands. So uh, again, another thing I like to see with guys. Uh, so I think we can get to some of him, not something I'm going to be doing in crazy, crazy degrees, but at only 7,800, I like the price. And uh, I think he could put up a good value for that, uh, for that mark. I'm uh, just trying to get over to the uh, top starters tool. Yeah. And he ranks out decently well in the top starters out of the guys near the top of the board. He's one of the less popular ones. So uh, I think I can definitely weaponize that a little bit, uh, but I would probably also roll out a few uh, in limited fashion giant stacks against him. Cueto don't really want any part of uh, it's just not a pitcher I've been getting to over the last couple of years, even though he keeps grinding it out. Uh, maybe get to some of those Rockies bats, although they're not great on the road, not great against right-handed pitching. Yeah. I'm kind of, you know, meh on both of these guys uh, like Marquez's strikeout rate to be a little bit higher. Um, like McCullers, he's had higher strikeout rates in previous seasons. So maybe it's just a small sample um, kind of weird that he's pitching better in Coors. Uh just because of, you know, physics, but, uh, I mean, it, like a huge park upgrade, like the biggest park upgrade you could possibly have here for Marquez. So like, if you're going to play Marquez and Coors, how do you not play some of them here? Uh, <laughs> with the 4.1 implied total against when he's pitching in Coors and he's got a five implied total against every time. Um, so that's kind of how I think about it. Uh, top, top pitcher tool doesn't mind a little bit of Marquez. He's not coming in crazy over owned. So, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, or I guess I like it a little bit at 7,800. He's kind of in the, the Lester uh, mold um, where you just need a guy in this range to, to pair with your Castillo or DeGrom as you're starting your lineups. And he's way better option in my opinion, than a guy like Taylor Rogers or some of these other cheap guys, obviously way better than Wainwright for the price. Um, yeah. Or Marco. And you need like a couple, some, some giant stacks maybe going against him for, for cheap. Yeah, I think I can get to some of them. Uh, they're a team that uh, I've probably lost out on uh, some of the opportunity this year just by uh, maybe it's bias on my part uh, or just they're just a weird team with weird results this year, which I think is the case. I uh, don't love paying 5400 for Yaz, but it doesn't seem like anybody does because he's only like 0.5% owned. So maybe you do go there and pick him off the top uh, as a lefty against uh, Marquez here. And then you can get Dickerson if you want to stack it. I like Brandon Belt, though he's drawing a little bit of ownership at only 3200 Um Wilmer, I prefer on the other side of splits, but he's okay. You can work with him. Uh, Solano is decent, uh, and then Longoria. So there are bats in there. Uh, Joey Bord is another one uh, as a catcher play that I always like to throw in on DK. Doesn't get a ton of attention, only 4K. Um, so, again, not a place I would go nuts with, but I think we can get to some of them and uh, and build some pretty low-owned stacks. Uh, I don't mind it. Low-owned stack on an eight-gamer or six-gamer on FanDuel or Yahoo if you're playing over there. Uh, if you guys could check out Yahoo, that would be awesome. They're helping support us. So uh, go play some MLB over there. They've also got some huge, huge uh, NFL contests as well. They've got NBA uh, kind of a throwback slate. You don't see a two-game slate, uh, a two-day slate, I guess, uh, on many of like on DraftKings and FanDuel anymore. They've, they've got showdown. But Yahoo's running two-day slates over uh, for NBA, obviously, NFL uh, being the, uh, the king. Uh, 30k to first and their baller for week three is already posted 30k to first 20k to second 10k to third 5k to fourth uh so if you get a top 0.1 percent score and you don't quite get first you still get a pretty nice payday which you can't really say on some other sites so go support yahoo mlb rankings are free today so go check those out we've also got uh showdown nfl uh ownership projections so if you want to see high stone captains high stone flex players 
and uh, make sure you're getting unique lineups because that's very important. When you're playing against 400,000 entries, you're gonna wanna check out those showdown ownership projections. <clears throat> Thanks for joining everybody and uh, check us out on podcasts. If you can't make the live shows, every show is updated, uh, uploaded onto podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Good luck, everybody. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.